0: the jeep talk show now two episodes a week what two episodes okay yes that's right two are you excited i'm always excited when it comes out on friday it's actually a go-to podcast that i can actually listen to while i'm heading over to work or on my way home new episodes every friday and early monday morning in time for your commute
1: you're listening to a 4x4
2: 4x4 radio network Podcast. podcast Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama.
3: Are you sure?
0: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit
4: back, strap in, and brace yourself.
0: So I've been begging you people to uh, share the Jeep Talk Show with a friend. We're uh, we're actually looking forward to going. Yeah, I've heard of the Jeep Talk Show whenever I mention it, or they see the the logo on the Jeep. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain
5: you while we talk about campfires, Love jeeps. That too. jeeps, other things, jeeps, but jeeps, mostly yeah, campfires. Yeah. Yeah, Jeeper, on this episode of the Jeep Talk, so we're going to find out what Jeep plans to do with or in China, and we're going to find out which Jeep just won an award. It's kind of a big one, too. We begin a new multi-part series in hardtop repair. We also have moved the campfire side chat from the last episode to this one, so stick around.
6: Howdy, it's Wendy, and I'm back. Check out Newbie Nuggets on our Friday episodes. I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest of Jeepers.
3: Hey, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and keeping those cracks and crevices clean makes for a longer Jeep life. So,
0: I'm Tony, and I'll be talking about uh, probably the Jeep Talk Show event in Hidden Falls this weekend. Local Jeep news,
5: national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Modern technology brings all kinds of cool features to the automotive industry, but as we're finding out in this new age of vehicle production, it's proving to be a bit of a double-edged sword for manufacturers. The latest casualty of the global semiconductor shortage comes from Jeep, specifically the Quadralift air suspension system available on some new Grand Cherokee L models. We were recently talking about the L model here in uh, the Jeep talk show, and, uh, well, it's uh, got some uh, bit of carnage in the manufacturing, at least. The height-adjustable suspension is, or at least was, standard equipment on Overland, Summit, and Summit Reserve trims. Nosing around the Grand Cherokee L online configurator, only the standard suspension shows up now. Further investigation found the quadra lift feature was removed, with the report citing a Jeep spokesperson as stating it was removed due to the ongoing chip shortage. Right now, there is no announced timeline for when the feature will be added back in.
6: So are they going to reduce the price too, or are they going to keep oh, it the good same price?
0: Shit. No, that right? would be good silly. Question. They'd have to change all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff. You know, it's easier just to take it off. That's the easy That's- part. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm right. thinking I, I'm that they need tech. to replace this chip shortage with Raspberry Pis. There's a lot of Raspberry Pis around, <laughs> so they should Wonder. just program up, you know, in Python or something, and and put a Raspberry Pi in there. Just
5: imagine the level of programming that would be required. <laughs> Maybe just how many Raspberry Pis it would it would take to, to run a vehicle. Oh, I'm, oh my gosh.
0: I, I think I that. think they probably have more power than the the chips that they're that they're using. Uh, but, the, be, but the but know. the time frame, the quality control, the testing, and all oh. that stuff, you know, would be it'd be a five year project. But it'd be cool if even the EC, ECU was a Raspberry Pi. That would be hilarious.
5: Well, I think I reported here in the last month of episodes or so that when Jeep decides to introduce a technology from the time that it has proven out, uh, you know, from the drawing board to the uh, prototypes to the testing and everything, when they decide to move forward with production from that point to the pot- time that it reaches a uh, showroom floor is about 18 months. Oh, that's a- a shorter than wow. I thought. Wow. Yeah, but, well, you got to think of how long a a model year lasts, you know, so uh, the the model year comes out the year prior. So, I mean, you've got to have about a two or three year advanced on what, you know, on on what you're going to be introducing into that vehicle as far as technology goes. And and so it's got to be on the drawing board three years ago if it's going to be in a Jeep today. Yep. So Stellantis is poised to roll out uh, a new strategy for China. And if you don't know, Stellantis is Jeep's new parent company, with the first major step being to take over control of its struggling Jeep joint venture from a domestic partner. The automaker formed from the merger between Fiat Chrysler and PSA Auto Group is in advanced discussions with state-owned partner Guangzhou Automobile Group Company on raising its stake in the 50-50 venture overseeing its Jeep operations in China. The change could take effect as early as next year, when Chinese rules on joint ventures are set to be loosened. In the coming years, Stellantis plans to promote some of its brands, including Jeep, in the world's biggest car market. Stellantis is trying to align its production with disappointing levels of demand in China, outlining a statement last week, a plan to integrate Jeep import operations into the venture and centralize production in Changsha, closing a second plant in Guangdong. Stellantis CEO Carlos Tavares has for months been promising investors a plan to improve the carmaker's dismal performance in China. And out of the 3.6 million vehicles the company sold worldwide in the first half of 2021, only about 50,000 were delivered in China. That's pretty bad. Its market share in the country slipped to just one half of 1% compared with double digit share in all other regions outside of Asia. Asia. uh, Stellantis' plan comes ahead of China lifting a cap on foreign ownership that has for decades limited global car makers' access to the market. As part of the Fiat Chrysler PSA merger, Stellantis also inherited a venture in China with the Dongfeng Motor Group that makes Peugeot and Citroën models. Dongfeng sold some of its stake in Stellantis last week as part of an agreement with PSA that reached in December of 2019. Since Delantis since was formed at the start of the year, Tavares has unveiled plans for electrification and pledged more details with regard to the group's software plans. In the past few months, Tavares has also said the company was moving forward very well on China and by year end would have a full strategy, including an innovative new business model. So, what is that going to mean for you and me and, well, virtually everybody else? Well, I would say if you are an investor and have Jeep in your portfolio, it may be time to allocate a few more percentage points to that as there's a, a good chance that Jeep is going to be, well, successful in China.
0: Now, I've made the comment in the past that uh, back when it was FCA before Stellantis, that what does mm-hmm. a, a French-made car smell like? What's that new car smell? And, of course, I said cheese and stale cigarettes. So, there you go. What is a what's the new car smell for, for jeeps in China? What what do you think the smell would be inside that? The, the new car smell? Noodles. Noodles uh, or rice. I am thinking Chinese buffet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I just insulted the three listeners that we have in China. Was, yeah. So <laughs> But say. percentage wise, is, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs>
5: No, look, Jeep has, uh, I mean, years ago, uh, back when its former CEO, uh, Sergio Marchion, was, was still alive, was, was really making plans and moving forward with those plans uh, quite rapidly with a global domination plan. Uh, moving Jeep from a pretty much exclusively U.S. Uh, market to a global market, making Jeep a global brand for the first time ever. And it's paid off really, really well because a lot of Jeep's smaller models have become quite popular in other countries. Now, as we've heard, as I've reported here on the show before, uh, there are several models that are only available in other countries, uh, like, you know, Brazil or Japan, et cetera, et cetera. So there is likely going to be uh, some more of that as we see Jeep moving forward with a plan in China. Uh, what that is going to mean and exactly which models uh, are they going to focus on, all that is really up in the air. Uh, but, well, I'm sure going to be hearing about that here very soon. Well, the innovative 4XE, or 4XE if uh, you want to, plug-in hybrid <laughs> propulsion system in the Jeep Wrangler that delivers nearly silent driving and enhanced off-road capability has been voted award's 10 Best Engines and Propulsion Systems winner in its first year of eligibility. The hybrid Jeep is a hit with consumers and media since its launch in early 2021. They claim the Jeep Wrangler 4XE provides 21 miles of zero-emission all-electric range, but we all know that the real-world numbers on that are nowhere even close to that. Despite that, the EPA rating is at 49 miles per gallon equivalent. That's MPGe, not to be confused with MPGs. Now, something else tells me that uh, that figure will be adjusted in the history books as time goes on. Now, within weeks of reaching dealerships, the Jeep Wrangler 4XE became the number one selling uh, partially hybrid electric vehicle in the United States for the second quarter of 2021, booting the Prius. Hooray! Now, nearly 25% of all the Jeep Wranglers built by consumers through the configurator at Jeep.com included the 4Xe propulsion system, delivering a powertrain that manages torque from the three sources and losing nothing from the Jeep Wrangler's legendary capability is a challenge. In response to the number one spot on the list, all Jeep all Jeep all a Jeep rep had to say, excuse me, was we're not finished, there's more to come. Consumers are driving the Jeep Wrangler 4Xe on roads in the United States, Canada, Europe, and in China. The North, in North America, the 4XE propulsion is available on the Jeep Wrangler Sahara, Rubicon, and high-altitude models. The Jeep Wrangler 4XE's propulsion system combines two electric motors, a 2.0-liter inline-four engine, and an 8-speed automatic transmission for nearly silent propulsion and enhanced 4x4 off-road capability without EV range anxiety. This arrangement enables the trail-rated Jeep Wrangler to retain running gear that includes solid front and rear axles, full-time two-speed transfer case, fully articulating suspension, and 30 inches of water-traversing capability. The E-Select models let the driver tailor the Jeep Wrangler 4XE propulsion to the trip, hybrid, electric, and e-save modes which can serve The battery pack charge for later use. The Wrangler 4XE's 17 kilowatt hour battery pack recharges in about two hours with a level two charger. That is a charging system that is hooked up to a 220 volt source and not just hooked up to the same plug as your washing machine or microwave. And that would, uh, if you plug it into that, that would charge your Jeep in, well, about 12 hours instead. Big difference. For anybody keeping count, this is the 11th consecutive time that a Stellantis product has made the list of Ward's 10 Best Engines and Propulsion Systems. In the 28 history of the award, 10 engine systems from uh, or produced by Stellantis and its predecessor companies, namely Dodge and Chrysler, have accounted for 21 winners over the time wow. period. Well, go Mofar!
0: Josh, Wendy. We're wrong again. Uh, yep. Just like we were on the the, the new Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> we hated uh i, I personally yep. still do uh and uh this uh this 4xe thing that we think is an abomination because it's it's just too early uh well it looks like it doesn't matter uh people are buying it and uh, and loving it so i guess uh, pr is often more important than uh, reality now josh i'm surprised you didn't report on this maybe you're holding it back for for later and i, I hope i'm not uh jumping the gun here But I have on good authority (laughs) that the the Jeep 4XE, the Jeep is actually coming out with a a battery trailer that you will be able to tow that has 38,750 amp hours of of, of battery. And it literally doubles the range to 42 miles (laughs) instead of 21.
6: (laughs) It's not a battery, Tony. It's a charging station run with diesel fuel. (laughs)
0: There we go. <laughs> well here,
6: played, Wendy. Charge, well played. Let's charge your Jeep with this diesel-powered generator.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> great. That is great.
5: Yeah, it's, I, I agree with you, Tony. And it's, I've, I've really pulled no punches here when it comes to the electric Jeeps. It, it is just a little bit too early. I am really glad it is performing as well as it is. It's just yeah. in its first generation technology too, which scares the living s out of me uh because it is so popular for its first generation and and generally historically speaking Jeep has not had uh, a great deal of success with first-generation vehicles. And when they change from one thing to another, there has always been bugs. And oh, and understandably and like so. And so, it's, it's a st- so a lot of that may have been kept under the wraps, close to the vest on this. I haven't read or heard. There certainly hasn't been a lot of news reports about 4XE issues uh, or development problems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, what I'm seeing is a lot more uh, hype and uh, um, and certainly a little bit of propaganda as well. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's selling. It's certainly beat out the Prius. I'm happy for that uh, unto itself and, and, and that alone. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. It just it seems that they're hyping up. It's much to do about nothing, uh, in my opinion.
0: Um, it, well, you know, it is good that the public is really interested in electric vehicles, because if a company sees that, they're more likely to put R&D into it. Uh, I still think we're limited by the amount of power that we can uh, hold the power density that we can mm. that we can have, and until there's a, a major breakthrough there uh, we're not going to see uh, vast improvements so um, my, Josh, Wendy, do you guys recall uh, we when we talked uh, talked to Mike, I, I was just looking up that episode so I could refer people back to it, but Mike uh, bought the 4XE and uh, actually reported that and some details yeah, about the just, charging. He and was stuff. saying
6: it was really positive, wasn't it? I mean, I think he was going to do a review on it for us.
5: Uh, he he wasn't. Uh, it, w- it was all positive as far as performance goes. He was a little bit um, upset as far as the overall range compared to right. what it was reported. Uh, you know, compared to what he actually got. Well, for, uh, for and him was, and his his
0: situation, because at- he was he's on a farm, so he was a long ways. He's a lot further away than twenty one miles. Uh, wherever yeah. he needs to go, so th- I think that was the biggest problem that uh, well that we, he was we've having. heard
5: reports um, from from you know like you know Car and Driver or Road and Track you know I mean but you know publications like that where they test these vehicles and they take them out and instead of twenty one miles they got like three and and so I mean there there's there's a massive uh, bit of. Uh, of you know misinformation or, or um, I don't know what you want to call it a uh, discrepancy if well, you will real In, real world form- the, the the testing because the, I think the EPA
0: comes up with the testing and they you oh do, yes you it do, was a circle track with pavement that they went around and
5: around and around <laughs> and there was a tailwind the whole time well they I,
0: put a big you know fan that. on the on the back of the jeep and uh, <laughs> give it a, give it a tailwind so anyway it was uh, Mike Burkhart on episode five oh five an actual uh, 4xe owner. And uh, if you go and listen to that past episode, we've got over 500 episodes in our back catalog. Please go back and, uh, and listen. There's all kinds of good stuff there.
5: Yeah, I need to go back and uh, and, and say what's up to RJ, a local listener here to me. Uh, he and I have oh, been trying yeah. to hook up for weeks uh, so that I can oh, personally yeah. experience the 4XE That's for right. myself. That's who and, was going to do timing the just That's has right. not worked out. I've had so much on my plate the last few weeks. It's just, uh, it's, it's been impossible for me to uh, to schedule anything in like that. Um, and so RJ, if you're listening, I, I haven't been blowing you off on purpose. It's just, you know, timing hasn't worked out. I am planning on hooking up with him and, uh, and seeing what the 4XE can do for myself, talking to somebody else who's been an owner of one of these now for months and, uh, and see just how it is, per- uh, and as far as performance and charging and everything else. So, uh, hopefully I can get that, uh, uh, that report, that news out to you here in the near future. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Any number of ways that you can reach out to us to let us know what you have to say. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out.
0: If I had been driving a 4xe, you would not have heard that. I would have just come in like a stealth <laughs> ninja.
5: Oh. <laughs> No, I heard closing the door sounds more like uh, folding an old, uh, you know, Chinese to-go container up. It's, it's, it's not quite as solid as, uh, you know, oh. yeah. it's the, the medically sealed,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sound. Uh, or, or, or the well, or the Star Trek door opening and closing. Now that would be cool, though. I don't. I, that I, would, I would be actually, the best. Uh, I'd
5: actually, <laughs> spring a little extra for that. <laughs> well, if you're wondering why the Jeep Talk Show is suddenly uh, uh, switched up its format, and you're hearing this segment uh, in this episode in in this part of the show, well, it's because we ran out of time on the last episode. We occasionally hear the Jeep Talk Show, or Known to go a little bit long-winded uh, on occasion. is uh, too, uh, too much fun. It's too it, much fun. It's a lot of fun here. Well, and we've got Wendy back after weeks. Yes. of uh, it's Wendy's of Wendy, fault. So <laughs> it's it, my we're fault. gonna blame. Her. I'm not <laughs> I saying will it's take your the fault. blame. No, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm just. Blaming I am. You. Damn it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs>
0: Two against so, one. You on, guys win. <laughs> Bill agrees with me. <laughs>
5: Yes, I'm sure he does. <laughs> this uh, episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we've got the Camp Fireside Chat. And uh, and if you're new to the show, if you're new to the Camp Fireside Chat, this is the part of the show where we encourage and invite you, the listener, to join us as we record the show uh, to talk about whatever topic it or, or uh, debate or whatever it is that we're going to be talking about uh, during the show, during uh, the actual recording of the show. And so you can actually uh, you know dial in a number, click a link, really is all it is, and join into the Zoom room. Where, uh, well, as you've heard, it's quite a bit of a community that we've created there. (laughs) Yeah, they're having their their own show. (laughs) Honestly, it's a lot of great conversation going on in there. If we could have delayed the show a little bit more, they were actually talking about some cool stuff before we began the recording of episode 514. And uh, I had to chastise Tony a little bit because they were just getting some good (laughs) stuff, too. So, yeah, I highly encourage you to join in on the Zoom room. It's a lot of fun. And it's the number one way to actually get in on the show. And, uh, and be a part of the conversation hey, So Josh, this week, let what me, are we let, about?
0: let me mention something yeah. really quick about that Because this is a great segue into uh, Something new that we're doing And it, it started last Tuesday Where we had a Zoom meeting uh, And uh, it was actually published As uh, episode uh, 513 special I think is what it was Maybe 515, I can't remember uh, and uh not five one five but anyway the uh it was just me and the 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 people in the zoom meeting, and we yeah. we spoke for about an hour and a half uh it was it was scheduled for, it was yeah it was oh. scheduled for an hour, and I think we had about fourteen people uh show up. Uh, I sent you guys uh Josh Wendy I sent you guys a uh screenshot I got it too late I yeah. got it out yeah, me that. too and we had a great time, you. so this tuesday uh we're going to be doing it again. 8 p.m. Central Time. It'll be the same Zoom uh, meeting invite that you've seen in all the newsletters. So, if you'd like to join in, it's it's just a general conversation. There's nothing scripted about it at all. So, if you really enjoy uh, the Camp Fireside chat, uh, think of one that lasts for an hour. <laughs> so, uh, is that
6: is that 8 p.m. Central?
0: 8 p.m. Central Time. Thank you.
5: Got it. I should write that down. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I, I just, would have been on. Where everybody if you,
5: go? If I you, you go, would subscribe to the everybody. newsletter <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no We'll ta- be talking about the newsletter here In just a little bit uh, But for now we want to talk about what, uh, what, the, what is the topic for, for, for this show uh, For this campfire side chat And uh, I want to know what brand Type or style Of wiper blades is the best. Look, everybody swaps out wiper blades, what, once a year? Maybe twice a year, depending on your region? Uh, Maybe less even. I I don't know. Uh, But let's talk about that. Which ones are the worst, even? Uh, windshield wipers are one of those consumable type of things. And you're going to, through the life of your Jeep, go through, what, a dozen pairs or more? At least. Uh, And so, likely, maybe you're the type of person that only uses one wiper blade. Uh, Because that brand is the best. I want to know. Let's hear about that performance, what kind of history you've had with it, etc. Have you had one that just lasted a month and you had to swap them out because they just sucked? Well, I want to know about that too. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to go around the horn, talk with all of our uh, listeners that are in the campfire side chat tonight and uh, and go through that list and see who's who and, and what they have to say about that. Of course, if I had a list of uh, the Campfire side chat members that are here tonight, <laughs> I'd be able to call on, uh, on any one of those people. And wouldn't that <laughs> <I'd>, be nice?
6: <laughs> I'd, I'd, so, that would be
0: nice. So tell me, who, who can you always count on being there uh, at the well, Campfire Well,
5: Travis is, is, is with us tonight and is still with us tonight. Travis, Travis? You are wrong. Yes. He is not there.
0: Oh. How, about, how about Chris from 7th Class?
5: I was going to say either either there. Chris or, 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 uh, or uh, 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 gosh dang it, uh, Mike Zen. Would be uh, either one of the two yeah, that I'd call be on. the other one. So Chris is not there. He was there earlier, but he's not there now. Oh, that's right. Chris what? is traveling now too as well. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we he's not oh, yeah. Wait,
6: Mike's there. Mike Zen's there. So you're good. <laughs> yep.
5: So all right, I, I, I finally got my list in front of me just, now. I
0: was just uh, stalling for time when
5: I asked that question. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Mike, you're top of our list tonight uh, What would you say about windshield wipers? Uh, have you had much experience with swapping them out? Is there a brand that you like to go with uh, frequently or do you just have the oil change place uh, uh, swap them out for you with whatever they got?
0: These in California, they don't use
5: wipers
6: <laughs> <laughs> Yes we do Are you kidding? They're, they're, they're there once every out. seven years. <laughs> Yeah, no It's like every year you have to replace them because they dry out so quick
0: Usually, They get rid of the locusts that are uh, on the windshield is, uh, is what you're saying <laughs> Yeah. the fire retardant
5: uh, yeah actually i just uh, recently uh swapped them out um i
4: don't remember the brand but it's like uh basically for all type of weather um including snow so um i wanted to get something that you know were
6: high-end because there there are some cheap ones out there that that just scratch up the the windshield
5: yeah no hundred percent there are some very cheap windshield wipers out there uh typically they're the behind the counter at the uh at the auto parts store they got the budget ones in the back uh because they don't want to sell those there's no profit in them they they like to sell the other ones uh Mike, what um what price point can you can you tell us what price point they were at mean, were they the twenty dollar the thirty dollar or $40 a forty dollar piece uh where, where at where are you at with these uh they were like twenty five a piece my all right God. Oh, so you kind of Kind of midline, you um, know. I geez, I mean, I recently spent uh, almost thirty on a on a on oh on each one uh, for for somebody else's uh, vehicle. So yeah, no, this is I mean, they can get expensive. Does it seen come them, with a rag?
6: <laughs> <laughs> comes with a little guy that oh, actually lady. installs them for you. Yeah, for that price.
5: <laughs> well, look, I mean, there, there are some there's some expensive technology out there in windshield wipers uh, it, It's actually not just, you know, rubber and metal uh, they, They've got silicone now, uh, space-age type of polymers and, and stuff like that Even uh, windshield wipers that are embedded uh, with chemicals that are, are deposited on your windshield and, and, and stuff we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit But I want to see what else uh, other people are, are using uh, John, uh, with us tonight as well uh, do you have a preference in windshield wipers, a, a brand or a type, uh, anything like that? I don't replace them very often, but I normally grab the Rain-X. I'm a Rain-X fan
2: for the Yes, sir. Yep. So I normally grab the Rain-X uh, wipers to go with the washer fluid. And, you know, I, it, it works pretty well. I mean, mine spends most of its time in the garage. If it's raining, I don't really want to take it out. So uh, I work from home, don't have to worry about driving it all the time. But Rain-X is, is the ones I go with.
0: John, are you an Aggie? I am an Aggie. So tell people why the windshield wipers are on the inside of the windshield for Aggies. I, I, I mean, I'm sure that was also a Polish joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, because, it's because the Aggies drive like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, live, I live in Austin. You think I don't hear enough Aggie
4: jokes?
6: <laughs> oh, man. We are trying to keep listeners, <laughs> not offend them and push them away.
4: Oh, <laughs> that'll,
2: that'll draw more in Texas, right? The, the okay, cool. <laughs> that, <so. laughs>
6: oh,
5: Unreal. Oh goodness. All right, uh, Jimmy Jeep. Uh, what would you? Uh, is there a brand that you kind of go with? Is Is there a, a, a type or a style of windshield wiper that you've always gone to, or is it just whatever's uh, on sale that week?
4: Well, now
5: it's whatever is cheapest.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I moved to Texas now, so like I, I change them every three years or something like that. Yeah. It's insane. But when I lived up north and I'd have to wipe off snow, it was very much either rain or Bosch in a beam.
5: You know, I didn't like the Bosch brand. I ran those on a couple of different vehicles in the past, and uh, they'd always perform really good for about the first month or so. And then after that, they start to squeak. And, uh, invariably they, they would start to leave a line or they wouldn't quite wipe clean or something like that. Every Bosch blade that I've ever purchased, uh, whether it would be beam or hybrid or whatever has, has always been a poor performer for me. Uh, and, and uh, now that being said, there's a lot of other Bosch stuff that I love and that I swear by, uh, but their windshield wiper blades, I just am not a fan anymore. All right, Josh, uh, 88 Jeep with us tonight, Josh, windshield wiper blades, Brand, style, type, what do you go with?
1: Uh, with uh, all my vehicles, I go with the beam style. Um, I worked in the auto parts store for uh, seven years, so I-, I prefer Bosch Icons if they're on sale. Um, if they're not on sale, I look for uh, the rain Latitudes or the Trico Neoforms. Um, they usually get get a good year, year and a half out of them. And if they start to streak, I'll take a, an alcohol wipe and uh, wipe them off just to get the dirt off of them. And that yeah. usually, lasts, usually lasts another couple months. Maybe wipe them off again after that.
0: I've never used the alcohol, but when it starts streaking, I do that. I'll clean the windshield wiper blade, assuming that there's some sort of uh, impurity stuck to it causing the streaking. But it's very frustrating when that happens.
5: Yeah, the alcohol, they used to actually include an alcohol wipe with the, uh, um, uh, with the wiper blades. They don't do that anymore. Maybe there's still a manufacturer or two that does, but, uh, but I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, Yeah, that's a, that's a great, a great tip. A little pro tip there for anybody. Uh, if your windshield wipers are are just not quite performing and they're less than a year old, uh, get out some alcohol and a paper towel, or even just a little alcohol wipe out of the first aid kit, and uh, and run it up and down really good between your fingers and the and the blade, and uh, and clean it off, and uh, that will help remove some of the debris that have embedded themselves in the rubber, and uh, and you'll be able to get yourself a little more performance out of that blade. Also, there.
0: Uh, also Vaseline or some canola oil will get rid of the squeaking. No, it's <laughs> throwing, no, <God. laughs>
6: gracious! It's it's a little fuzzy to look out the windshield, but hey, the wipers are clean. Hey, the, yeah, the, no, no.
5: no more squeaks. Jeez. Now, Jeez. I, I will <laughs> say, I will say to that 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 most rubber blades are going to embed themselves with impurities a lot faster, uh, and they're going to degrade a lot faster. They're not going to hold up or last as long as a silicone blade will. And, uh, and I've always, at least for the last, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years or so, uh, been using the Rain-X, uh, the, the Rain-X silicone blades. And they've got like two different uh, lines, I think, of the silicone blades in, uh, in the rain uh, brand. But uh, they are probably the best performing blade that I have ever used, hands down. And I've been using them now, I'm, I think I'm on my third vehicle that I've been using these on. Uh, and they perform equally as well on all of them. The cool thing I like about the, the silicone Rain-X blades is that they actually deposit a little bit of something-something on, onto the windshield with every, every stroke. And so after time, you actually get a little bit of a buildup of, sil- uh, of the Rain-X um, chemical, if you will, uh, on your windshield. And so the more you use them, the less you have to use them, at least in my experience here in the Northwest with a lot of rain. <laughs> Christopher, uh, what kind of blades are you using on your Jeep? Um, I
2: use the uh, Rain-X ones, or any type that have the uh, spoiler look to them, so that the snow doesn't build up in the uh, wire mesh system of whatever they.
5: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Uh, whereabouts in the nation are you living? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. All right. He lives Uh, near uh, the mountains.
2: Do we see snow? Kinda sometimes, maybe, but we got a lot last year.
5: Yeah, I, I've seen the the ones that actually have like a spoiler on them. Like, you know, they actually catch the wind and, and that, that air pressure pushes them against the windshield a little bit more as you're driving. Uh, now, sitting at a stoplight, do they perform as well as when you're moving down the freeway? I think there's probably some mixed reports on that. But yeah, that you get that little bit of a lip on the back side of them or on the top edge of them, rather. And, and as the wind hits, it acts like a spoiler, pushes them down against the windshield to get a little bit extra performance. Uh, it's It's a... On paper... It it looks like it's it would work really well, and in real life it does. I just don't know as far as the longevity of them goes. I've ran those in the past, and and it seems like they don't really last any longer or any shorter than all the other ones. Uh, but you're paying extra for them, uh, typically for those more aerodynamic style uh, type of blades. And I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, you know, I think that money could be better spent elsewhere.
2: I just use them for the whole snow buildup, so that the snow doesn't build up in the wire, and then actually hang on to the ice while wiping. Oh, yeah. sticks it to uses, the windshield it blows the snow off a little easier
5: do you uh do you use a, a different blade during the summer and the winter i mean do you swap them out uh, just for the you know the winter performance as it were um generally
2: if i have a lot of stuff to do and i have to go in the snow then yeah i'll try to have those on those spoiler ones and then if if i don't really care I'll just run whatever the Rainex. I think Rainex has a wire system uh, that holds them together. It's been a while since I've bought a set too. How long has need, it been?
5: Oh, probably six months. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. I was going to say, you've been running the same set of wipers for six years, and that would be a little different uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> what are you running? I got to give me a set of those. Exactly. I think
2: three times the last time I bought a set, and they were for my truck.
5: Yeah, I've, uh, as a fleet manager now, I, I'm opting for a lot of our vehicles to go with the uh, the cheapest option because, uh, well, I, I want to be on the good side of the boss. Uh, so <laughs> I've been I've been using the cheap stuff, but it's like so I go in and 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 it seems like this is the time of year. In the last three weeks, I've I've replaced uh well, three different vehicles wiper blades, and uh, uh, it's, it's like it kind of bugs me. It's like I want to buy the ones that I, I want to buy, but I'm not using my money. So I've you know I've got I got to. Uh, you know, justify the expense and all that sort of stuff. So, if I have to swap these dang cheap blades out with uh, within a year, then uh, I'm going to actually make the argument for going with the good stuff. Uh, what about Rich? Rich, what blades are you using? I'm actually doing more of a regiment of things. I'm, I'm using
1: the, uh, what is it, the Rain-X wiper fluid uh, okay. in the can. And then I use, I like the Bosch icons, actually. They do have that spoiler on them. Uh, and I do notice that I get a better life out of those than say the the tricons or the or the uh, anything else that the store has. I the mm-hmm. the rainx ones were a little bit more pricier than I wanted to spend for for
2: yeah uh, yeah they are.
1: So I went with the the icons and I just used the the bug bug fluid. But out here on the East Coast, I mean, we get enough rain uh, that that you know the. Between that and washing your vehicle regularly and wiping down your your uh, wipers right, you know, making sure they're done right, using the alcohol. I, I just buy a damn bottle of alcohol and some, sure. um, you know, uh, wipes and just wiping off. But uh, between that and maybe once in a while using the, the Rain-X to polish up the windshield, I don't have any problems
5: a lot of people love the rain I, I used it on cars in the past uh you know back when uh you know, maybe i was a lot younger didn't have uh you know quite as much uh, uh spare change and uh well they needed to let those windshield wipers go maybe two years and so a little bit of rain x uh on the windshield uh out of a buddy stash uh, helped that out quite a bit uh you know i've been there man and uh and i actually swear by the rain x uh, especially out here in the rainy northwest uh, we see uh, quite a bit of rain for quite a bit of months. and uh, and, and you need that kind of uh, that kind of performance to be able to see through your windshield. Uh, and, and so do whatever it takes. Now you're talking about cleaning those w- wipers on a regular basis. You know, look, anytime I pop into the uh, uh, into the gas station, uh, you know I've got pump my gas myself, so I, I'm getting out and I'm actually wiping down. I will wash that windshield, and I'll actually wash my windshield wipers as well. I'm not gonna have uh, the alcohol with me all the time. Um, and so I'm using that squeegee brush. And I'll just lift the, uh, lift the wipers up, take the brush side of it, go up and down on the, on the blade a little bit. I'll take a yeah. bit of some of that paper towel and wipe it down. And, uh, and boom, good to go. Yeah, is it as good as the alcohol wipe? Absolutely not. Uh, but is it better than nothing? You betcha. Uh, Mudman84, Josh with us. Uh, Josh, uh, what would you say is the best or the worst wiper blades? I use the Bosch Icons. We get a lot of snow nope. on ice up here. Am I alone in in not liking the Bosch here? I mean, was like three or four of you guys are are all swearing by the Bosch, and and I'm I'm like on the other end of the spectrum here. I'm I'm kind of feeling a little alienated. You guys are picking on me now. I'm all triggered and stuff and depressed. And you sad. started it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, and Bosch Icons have been around for a while uh, as far as like consumer reports and, and, uh, and a lot of you know, the reviews you see online and stuff like that. They are appear to be a great blade. My personal experience with them um, has varied from that. And, and I, I just, I'm not going to go with those. Maybe they're going to change their technology. They'll come out with a new line or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll give them another shot down the road. Uh, if I find a coupon or something like that where I can save a few bucks, but, uh, but otherwise I'm going with those Raynex, uh, silicone wipers just because of the performance. Uh, now it's if not- you want to look up for yourself, um, check out the silicone versus rubber wiper blades. Uh, there's a lot of great information online uh, about that, uh, where you guys can see for yourself, uh, the difference between rubber and silicone wiper blades. Now, obviously the region that you live in is, uh, is going to really determine sort of, you know, kind of the direction that you go. Uh, Wendy, I would imagine that you guys don't see a whole lot of rain up there. Now, you got to snow until like May, I think, this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you guys, do you know what kind of blade you guys are running on your Jeep?
6: You know what? I don't know. I know that we have to change it regularly because it dries out. It's so flippin' dry. So, I know it's usually once a year we've got to change something out. And Bill tries to m- not buy the top end, I'm sure, but not buy the cheapy. Somewhere in the middle price range.
5: So. I'm going to suggest for you guys because you are up uh, in the mountain, you 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 see a lot of that beating down sun and, and really mm-hmm. dry air for several months out okay. of the year. That rubber is going to be sacrificed because of that. Yes. If you switch uh, to a silicone style blade, you might get a little bit more longevity out of out of those wipers uh, than yeah. you are right now. Now, if you are running silicone sure. or something like that, it may just be a matter of uh, some maintenance is required or something like that. But uh, okay. but if you have been historically running uh, rubber i would suggest looking at some silicone what about I'm you tony uh there in your in your neck of the woods you see uh well feet of rain every year uh sometimes <laughs> yeah. uh sometimes a foot of rain in a day uh with that much rainfall and and having bought your jeep uh, the original jeep the the 98 xj uh for you know getting out of a uh, hurricane uh, type of danger what kind of wipers are you running
0: I have found that if you drive 130 miles an hour, you don't need windshield wipers. Don't even need them. <laughs> <laughs> the water just right off. <laughs> uh, I probably am in the six-year, every six years group uh, for changing yeah. out windshield wipers. Come on! Uh, what? If if With I as can as much rain as you see down there. Really? If yeah, I can, if I can on. see through the windshield and there's no streaking, why do I need to change it? Uh, I didn't really think about it. it until you yeah, until you were asking okay. how often I. I do not do it yearly uh, it it may be two years. it's just really whenever uh whenever it's a problem uh and if you guys are curious uh, I uh, did a quick look up on uh, Amazon for mm-hmm. uh Jeep Gladiator wiper blades and uh, you can get a set of uh, Rainex I'm sorry uh, the Bosch uh Icons for $49 almost $50 yeah. for and, a pair. and no yeah. and no rag so if you're curious about that so, the uh, the ones they actually have for the uh, Amazon's Choice are the Rain-X uh, Latitude 2-in-1 water-repellent wiper blades, 16-inch, pack of one, and it's uh, $12.73. And, and and really, does the passenger need to be able to see through the rain? I don't think so. <laughs> no. So <laughs> That's what the rag is for. Okay, I get it. There's a way
6: to save some money, yeah.
5: Oh no! Now, have you guys have you guys seen uh, lately? BF Goodrich has come out with wiper blades uh, using their their uh, iconic Greece. BF Goodrich tread design. Ooh, Mudge <laughs> No, seriously, you get mud rain <laughs> wiper blades. I'm not joking. I'm look there, these dude. Up. Do a Google image <laughs> search for BF Goodrich wiper blades, and you're gonna be like, "What the f?" When they come out with these things, look they they are very rugged looking. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm down with them as far as the weight of them. They look like they're very chunky, very heavy wiper blades. Oh my god! Uh, that if you ran them for a couple, few years would likely blow your motor out. I I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen these in person yet. Uh, I'd love to get my hands on a pair of them so I can I can check them out for myself. They are rubber. They're not silicone. Uh, but they appear they they claim to be a heavy duty off road performance uh, oriented style of wiper blade. Uh, meant specifically for the, the toughest and ex- most extreme of conditions and environments. So we'll see. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to go buy a pair uh, necessarily, uh, but if anybody out there within the sound of my voice is running a set of BF Goodrich uh, wiper blades, please call in or email to the show and let us know what you think about them. I'd love to hear uh, somebody else's uh, review about them.
0: So, real quick, uh, also looking on Amazon, uh, I see there's some wiper blades here with four and a half stars, 641 reviews. Uh, and uh, this is for the, uh, the Jeep Wrangler or the, the Jeep truck. All weather replacement windshield wipers uh, for, uh, for the Jeep uh, Wrangler and uh, Jeep truck. Set of two blades, $35.99. They are the red carbon oh, wiper blades. S. And yes. They are red. So, you can actually have red <coughs> wiper blades Tony on, your, has on no, your red No, Jeep.
6: seriously. You could have red, Tony, but I can't have
0: red. <laughs> Bill, oh uh, my Bill I'm sending you a set. Get pictures of no. uh, Wendy when she goes oh out there no. and picks the Jeep. <laughs>
6: They'll be no. playing swords with them. <laughs> Get out. Exactly. going to put a lightsaber on the end of it and have more fun with them.
5: Oh gosh. Good times. <laughs> Yeah, the only other blade that I have really, really had really good performance with um, over the years was PIA. Now, it's been probably 10 years or more since I've ran PIA wiper blades, uh, but back in the day, they were the highest performing blades that I could find. They were also one of the most expensive, uh, but from my experience, when it comes to wiper blades, you kind of get what you pay for. At least to a certain extent uh again you know i'm I'm sure these uh bf goodrich wiper blades come at a premium and i'm not sure i'm willing to pay that when i know that if i'm going to pay that much i can get something that i know for sure Mm -hmm. is going to work for a long time well i'd sure love to have you join the campfire side chat uh and uh and chime in on on this topic or another one as we uh record the next jeep talk show uh and i want to give a big shout out and a big thanks to john mike jimmy josh christopher rich and the other josh as well uh for uh, all chiming in on uh, on this wiper blade discussion I, this is kind of a unique discussion and, and i love getting this kind of perspective from seeing what people around the nation are, are running on their jeeps for the kinds of things that we all kind of go through one of those consumable type of items that everybody seems to uh to need and and well need to go through if you want to join the Campfire Side Chat, just follow us on Facebook or receive notifications via our newsletter. We were talking about that newsletter earlier. It's very easy to sign up for the newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact, and you're going to find a link to click and sign up for it. We don't spam you. We don't sell your information, none of that sort of stuff. Uh, it's one email a week, and it's great information about the show, what's coming up, and, of course, the link that you need to join in on that Zoom room. And don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. We've got something for everybody over there, too. Go check it out. Trail Chasers, the On the Trail podcast, the Center Steer podcast, the 4x4 podcast, the Jeep talk show is there as well. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all in one spot. It's all for free. It's all at 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
1: Hey, this message is for Chris in the Zoom room and Josh, the co-host. Hey, guys, my flight lands on the 17th, five minutes before Chris's does. So Tony's going to
5: have to pick me up first. And uh, I call shotgun the whole weekend. (laughs) See you (laughs) guys.
0: Oh, he did not do that. Are are, are remote shotguns legal? I don't think it's legal.
6: (laughs) I love it. (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh, that is so good. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, that uh, you great. should
6: have, man. He beat
5: you Love to it. Guy. Love this guy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it's done. Great. Folks, right? oh. So recently I was over at a friend's house and uh and they're of a different denomination religiously than I am, if you will. And uh and they had some missionaries uh stop by the house while I was there visiting and uh and, and you know, I look I'm not gonna uh say anything, judge anything, uh, anything like that. Uh, whatever religion you are a part of more power to you. Uh, these were some great young men, uh, who were very excited and energetic. Uh, and we were just sort of talking and BSing, you know, just general conversation, really nothing, uh, religious at all. And, um, somehow or another Jeeps came up and one of these kids was from Idaho and, uh, and he has a, a an old, uh, a YJ on 38s, uh, that barely runs. Uh, that is his favorite vehicle of all And he can't wow. wait wow. until his his uh, missionary experience is, is all done And he can get back to his Jeep And so I would be amiss if I didn't at least mention the Jeep talk show of course. Uh, and, and of course, uh, you know, I had to you know, say, uh, you know, have you heard of the show? And I think I've heard of that, you know it was, Oh, it, nice it was, it, No, it really was. It, was it wasn't one of those like, uh, I've never heard of that What's a podcast? Who are you? <laughs> get out of my face Please <laughs> yeah. step back it, six feet <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where it's like, I think I remember seeing that pop up in a search, but I've never listened. And, and so it's just like, well, okay, let me tell you about the show and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, and I just happened to have my backpack in the vehicle with me and I happened to have some Jeep talk show stickers in there. So I hooked nice. the boys up with some stickers, made their day. It was an awesome experience. Got a chance to talk to the show, uh, engage with some locals. Um, well, kind of locals. One of them was from... Uh, Uh, Idaho. And the other one I think was from Oregon. I can't remember actually now, Uh, but, but nice young men. And it was, it was a great opportunity to uh, sort of plug the show, talk about Jeeps and, and share that experience with some people uh, who I wouldn't ordinarily have had a chance to meet or talk to. So really cool experience. I'd like to share that with you guys.
0: Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast and a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you Like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps. I like it for the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Oh, we love our rat bastards. Uh, So uh, go over to JeepTalkShow.com and you can look and see how you can uh, become a rat bastard infectious agent. Uh, Just go over there and check it out. Just uh, click on store at the top,
4: JeepTalkShow.com. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I want to talk about my top three gripes of other people driving on the road. (laughs) Number R. Slow drivers dawdling in the left lane. Come on, get off the road. You're the anti fast and furious, you are the slow and serious. Number Hector. Those kids with the Carolina (laughs) squat trucks. I'm crazy and insane, and you guys make me look like a college professor. Number potato. My number one gripe about other people driving on the road is the people who point and honk at at me. Yes, I know my Jeep is on fire. Just please go on your way and leave me alone. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I asked my first wife to meet me at the gym. Yes, she didn't show up. That's when I knew we weren't going to work out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right boys and girls i'll
4: chat to you later you have a good one bye
0: i'll say i'll say it before and i'll say it again this is why ai is going to have a hard time with english it's uh it's <coughs> complex <laughs> are you living the jeep life from mall crawlers to weekend warriors from daily drivers to weekend wheelers it's all about the jeep life and it's all good it's time for jeep life with g-mama
3: Hey, Tony, Josh, and Wendy. Keep your fingers crossed. Neil and I are moving our home to another location in about two weeks. I am hoping we will finally be able to get landline internet instead of this Wi-Fi, which is not dependable at all. We had our monthly rent raised again, this time by 120%. Just for background, we are living in our camper in a local RV campground that also has tent camping. There are also several other campers that have made this their home as well who work and live here in the valley. Campgrounds aren't always for tourists, and now I'm hearing campgrounds all over the U.S. have raised their rates significantly over the past year, some to the point where folks are just getting hotel rooms because they are less expensive. Now, if your budget is tight when you head out for a trip, do your research when looking for a place to pitch your tent or park your camper. You may be better off at that local Super 8. And also, when you're out west, don't forget BLM Public Lands. Camping on these lands are free. So on to Jeep life. Last week, I talked about keeping the mud off your Jeep. Now, I know everyone says Jeeps are supposed to be dirty. I'd like to change that little saying to Jeeps are supposed to get dirty, but not stay dirty. Not washing your Jeep shortens its lifespan. You're going to want to make sure, once you're off the trails, to give your Jeep a thorough cleaning. So here are my top five areas to pay special attention to. First is the wheels and tires. Now, not just the front side that we see, but the back side. It is best to use a high-pressure sprayer like a power washer or the local car wash, the do-it-yourself car wash. Mud and dirt can get clogged up in all those components attaching your Jeep to your wheels, so make sure you clean them out really good. This is what happened to that XJ owner I talked to you about a couple episodes back. He thought he had the death wobble. Well, he did have death wobble, but it wasn't a suspension issue, but all that caked mud in his wheels. Second is your frame. Get under your Jeep. Now, those Wranglers have holes in their frames, and the frames are hollow inside, so take your hose, insert it into the hole, and let it run for a bit. The first time I did this to mine, the water coming out was black, and then it turned a little brown, and then finally it was just clear water the same goes for those fenders if you still have stock fenders stick that hose up in those fenders i've had mud caked up in those too the third spot is your undercarriage now it's a good idea to take that sprinkler you know the one that moves back and forth put it under your jeep and let it run for a good hour give it a good soaking but there needs to be more than just that good soaking some of those skid plates get mud on them the space between your skid plate and your undercarriage So take that hose and get in there too. I have the rear control arm skid plates and the mud can get caked in there. So make sure you check all those cracks and crevices. And just remember, mud attracts rust just like that road salt and ocean salt. Now the fourth place is your radiator. Make sure it's cleared of all obstacles. And of course, your engine. You know, you can power wash your engine. Just be careful not to spray into your air filter. Here in the valley, we are on dirt roads all the time, so that dust can be just as bad as that mucky mud. Next week on Jeep Life, I'm going to share some Colorado trail tips. So how does your Jeep life compare with Tammy's? We're always looking for Jeep
6: stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how.
5: Hey, if you're looking for your favorite tech and you're, uh, well, you're a little bit because we don't have that Tech Talk segment for you this week, well, make sure that you join in for uh, the Jeep Talk Show next week. I know we're kind of moving some segments around with the last couple of episodes. Next and on next week, on episode 516, 517, uh, we're going to get back to the Tech Talk, and, uh, and you guys will get all that favorite uh, Jeep Talk Show segments that you've been missing. So stay tuned. We're coming right back. You must
4: have needed this every day.
2: I need it. It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. G-
5: well, this pick of the week for your Jeep is going to be focused on the more serious Jeeper. Uh, maybe somebody who considers themselves a builder. A Jeeper who probably plays in the rocks or maybe needs some serious articulation out of the suspension system. This would also apply strongly to anybody considering building a long arm system or who uh, is looking to seriously increase the performance of their existing long arm or mid arm system on their Jeep. Now, so if that sounds like you, then you just have, I just have three words for you that you need to listen to. The Duraflex joint. Now, if you haven't heard of this unique rod end system from Metal Cloak, then you are about to be blown away. Typically, when a Jeeper buys a lift kit, such as a long arm kit, for instance, the ends of those arms, the rod ends, are typically a cleavite style or possibly even come with a Johnny joint on one of the or one of both ends. Those have been the industry standard for pretty much decades, and for good reason. They're rebuildable, they perform well enough, and provide at least some degree of uh, vibration dampening. Now, what if I told you that Metal Cloak's unique design takes all of that and makes it better by factors? You probably think that I'm smoking crack. Well, you want proof? Go to the Metal Cloak website and check out the Duraflex page. Don't worry, I'll post up a link in the show notes for you for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com to make it easy for you. There you will see a comparison video. Uh, and that is going to be showing the amount of flex between four different rod end joints. The Terraflex Monster Joint, which is a good heavy-duty rod end, uh, it was only able to flex 15.6 degrees. The world-famous Johnny Joint, developed by Curie Enterprises, flexed only 14.9 degrees. The basic cleavite found on at least one end of almost every suspension kit out there came in at a measly 5.2 degrees. The Metal Cloak Duraflex Joint measured in at over 20 degrees. That is a full five degrees more flex than what most would consider the best joints available on the market today. Okay, so you're probably saying to yourself that five degrees isn't enough to warrant a change. And for many, that actually may be true. But for those who really know the difference between picking a line and staying on one, then these are for you. If that's not enough, well, then consider what they're made out of. Metal Cloak uses gold zinc chromate finish on their exposed metals. No matter how much or how long they're exposed to the elements or how much they fade or how much you dent and scratch them, the zinc keeps on protecting the metal. You can't say that about paint or even powder coating. So with all this misalignment and and tough metal and you know all that, they have to be pretty hard on the road ride, right? Well actually Metal Cloak has a comparative video for that too, using an actual seismometer you know, the thing they measure earthquakes with, they're actually able to measure the vibration-dampening abilities of several rod end joints to see how they measure up. The Johnny joint had to be on the list, of course. Rock Crawler's rod ends were tested, too. Even Rubicon Express was was put to the challenge. And just for a control group, they put a a Heim joint in there as well. Now, Heims are great for things like steering linkage rod ends, for heavy-duty applications, of course, and some may even find them at the end of the occasional suspension arm. But the ride of that rig is going to be nothing you'd want to experience on the road. Now, once again, the Duraflex joint scored better than all the others by a very wide margin. Meaning that for the best possible articulation, performance, and the quietest, softest ride, you're going to want to check out the Metal Cloak Duraflex joints. Now, Metal Cloak does offer a whole litany of upgrades for your Jeep. They do much, much more than just rod ends. Trust me. In fact, the engineering behind their suspension designs is second to none. Seriously. Put what I'm saying to the test and just check them out. They they compare their stuff to all the top brands with a side-by-side geometric test, and the evidence speaks for itself. Like they say, it's still your Jeep, only better. That's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, now that you must have the world's most flexible suspension joint for your own Jeep, we're going to make it easy for you. Just go to Jeep Talk Show and look for the link in the notes for episode 515. Hey Jeeper know I know you've heard us talk about the Jeep Talk Show newsletter in previous episodes and well, if this is your first time to the show, well, go check out our newsletter. It's uh, it's very easy to go find it and sign up for it and all that sort of stuff. All you got to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for that newsletter and it's chock full of great information and the most important part, a link to join in on the Zoom meeting. So you can actually become a part of the show as we record it during the Camp Fireside chat. Don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe from the newsletter as it is to subscribe. We're not going to spam you or sell your information. It's one email a week, and it's chock full of good stuff that you're going to want to see. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeepers. Until next week, be sure to stay tuned to the show and hear how the Jeep Talk Show Texas event went. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Now, you can't forget to take your pillow. You don't have to take a pillow to begin with.
4: (laughs) I've been asking since 2010.